friends, and welcome back to Girl on Fire, the financial independence podcast for independent women. My name is Priya. I'm a chartered accountant and analyst and the creator of Paper Money Co. I'm also a fierce financial feminist and the host of this podcast. I believe that a woman who is in control of her money is in control of her life. This week, we're talking about cybercrime and how you can keep yourself and your money safe online. For my patrons, I've also got some great bonus content in this episode. I'll be sharing three tips to instantly boost your cybersecurity for Apple users. Patreon is a membership platform where you can support this show and help me continue to make these episodes. Join me at patreon.com forward slash girl on fire podcast for early access to ad free and extended episodes, bonus content, and a ton of other really cool bonuses. As always, Girl on Fire is about learning, so grab your favorite notebook or journal and get ready to take some notes or draw some diagrams, write down your questions for me, you do you. Patrons, you can find a full transcript of this episode and every episode, including season one, in the patron members area. It's a printable PDF document where you can make your own notes and follow along. Okay, let's dive in. So firstly, I just want to give a quick rundown of some of the key types of online threats out there that you need to be aware of. And then we're going to do some quick definitions. So rapid fire, here are some common cybersecurity threats you face when you're online. Phishing, malware, identity fraud or identity theft, spam and data leaks and hacks and online grooming. You may also need to protect yourself from offensive content online, but that's not really what we're talking about today, so I won't address it in detail in this episode. And just a general note, please be very careful about any apps or services where your money is involved. Don't sign up for dodgy brokerages or financial advisors that aren't operating in your best interests. Don't sign up for random products or anything like that without knowing what you're spending your money on. Just be really careful about who you give your money to and why. Now for some quick definitions of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today. Malware is short for malicious software and it's designed to damage, cause distrust, or take control of systems. Think of computer viruses here, but viruses aren't the only type of malware. Spyware is also a type of malware, and it's used to spy on you when you're online and collect information about your online activities or personal information. A Trojan horse is also a type of malware. It tries to disguise itself as a legitimate program to trick unsuspecting users. We also have Scareware, which is fake security software that tries to scare you into handing over personal or financial details. And a big one that we're going to address today is phishing. That's with a PH, not with an F. Phishing is a type of scam generally sent through an email or a social post that directs you to a website that looks like it belongs to a real retailer or financial institution. These types of scams are literally phishing for your personal and financial information. And once they have that, they can steal from you, not just your money, but your identity too. So phishing is one of the major cybersecurity threats we're going to talk about in this episode. So my patrons just heard my quick cybersecurity tips for Apple users. If you want early access, ad-free and extended episodes, plus bonus content, behind-the-scenes info and access to my library of spreadsheets, then join me at patreon.com forward slash girl on fire podcast. By joining Patreon, not only are you supporting this show and allowing me to make this content available for everyone, 
but you're also supporting the goal of returning to weekly episodes and creating an Investing for Beginners program. I've been sharing a lot of details about my own investing strategy and my goals for FIRE lately. Longtime listeners know that I don't like to share that stuff publicly, so I'd love to see you there. That URL again is patreon.com forward slash girl on fire podcast. Okay, so for the rest of this episode, I'm going to share some tips and security recommendations that are relevant to everyone, no matter which devices you use. This is also going to be like rapid fire tip dispensary because I've got a lot to get through and I can't sit here talking to myself forever. So here we go. Number one, install a trusted antivirus protection software on your devices and set it to automatically update and scan your devices for threats. Think of this like a vaccine against viruses for your devices. There are a bunch of options out there and some of them are dodgy, so make sure you do your research before you install anything on your devices. Two, consider using a VPN when you're online. VPN stands for Virtual Private Network, and it's a service that helps you stay private and anonymous when you're online. The VPN establishes a secure encrypted connection between you and the internet, like a private little tunnel. It masks your IP address, so it's harder to pinpoint your location or track you. We use private internet access at home, but there are other services like TunnelBear or NordVPN as well. Three, avoid using unsecured public Wi-Fi if you can, especially if you don't have a VPN service. Four, don't use easily guessed passwords and definitely don't use the same password everywhere. I know we've all done that at some stage, but it's time to stop. I'm an Apple user and Apple can suggest passwords for you and store them. There are also other services that do that for you. It's like they keep all your passwords locked in a vault. So instead of remembering 50,000 unique passwords that all have uppercase, lowercase, numbers, special characters, hieroglyphics, a blood sacrifice, and interpretive dance, you just have to remember one password. We've used a service called Bitwarden before, which works across Apple and Windows, and it allows couples to have shared logins. But do some Googling and find one that works for you. Five, you could also use two-factor authentication like a temporary code sent to your phone or email. Six, install an ad blocker for your browser. Ad blockers block pop-up ads and ads on websites, which, yes, are more annoying than anything else, but this is especially important if you're likely to fall for pop-ups and ads that tell you that you have viruses on your computer or that you owe someone money. The Brave browser is an internet browser built off Chrome, so your extensions and your Google accounts all still work, but they have the security settings turned up to 11 and a built-in ad and pop-up blocker so that you don't have to go through the trouble of installing one or updating one yourself. So that might be an option for you as well. Seven, check your statements and online transaction history for all your bank accounts and credit cards regularly. Look for fraudulent charges and dispute them right away. Eight, update your devices in a timely manner, especially when they have updates to security software. Better yet, just turn on automatic updates. Nine, avoid sharing personal information where you can, or at least don't blindly give it all away. Think critically about why the person asking for this information needs it. For example, why do you need to provide your home address if you're signing up for an email newsletter? Why does an app developer need to know your annual income? 
10. Use discretion when accepting friend requests from people you don't know. They can get enough personal information from your social accounts to concoct elaborate stories, pretending they know you and ask for money. 11. Don't fall for MLM schemes. If they're asking you to buy a product up front and then on-sell it to new recruits, just walk away. I'm going to be doing a whole episode on MLM schemes real soon, but what you need to know right now is that you make little to no money in those schemes. It's actually more common to lose money than it is to make it, so just stay away. 12. Never shop on an unsecured website that doesn't encrypt your credit card data. Look for HTTPS or a little padlock symbol in your browser. It's usually on the left-hand side of the URL in the address bar. Only make payments by a secure web page and secure payment methods. And avoid making money transfers or direct debit transfers because those are harder to recover your money from and they're more open to misuse as well. When I have the option, I always check out through PayPal because of the buyer protection system they have. 13. Don't shop on websites that look suspicious or unprofessional or that offer bargains that look too good to be true. And be careful of websites that are like, pay me and I'll tell you your future or I'll do a daily manifestation ritual on your behalf. Those are usually scams. Now, the rest of these cyber safety tips are going to be focused around protecting yourself against phishing. Phishing is a common way for people to fall victim to identity theft or just have their bank accounts cleared out or massive debt taken against their names. So it's super important that you stay vigilant for scams like this. So tip 14, be cautious of any emails or text messages or social posts with links in them. Often those links direct you to a page where you need to enter in some information and those pages may look legit, but they're not. They're capturing the information that you enter, so they might get access to your name and address or credit card number, but they're often pretending to be a bank or financial institution, and they're trying to get you to log into your account so they can steal your login details. And can you imagine giving a scammer access to your online banking? They go in there, they transfer out all your money. Just the thought of it is really scary. And that brings me to tip 15, so be smart about the links that you click on. If you get an email from a retailer or a financial institution that says click this link to log in and do whatever, do not click that link. Go to the website in your browser and log in yourself. Never log in anywhere from a link that is provided to you like that. Any legitimate companies that are sending those types of emails need to get with the times. It's not just in emails though, it's also in text and WhatsApp messages too. 16. Be mindful of social posts with links in them as well. Hopefully your real friends aren't out to scam you, but that doesn't mean that they're not blindly sending you dangerous links. Or maybe they've already been hacked themselves and these cyber criminals are sending out links from their email accounts pretending to be your friend. It's like the wolf wearing grandma's clothes in Little Red Riding Hood. And I know this is going to sound like I'm being overly paranoid, but this stuff happens. And when your identity is stolen or your money is stolen or you've racked up thousands of dollars of debt in your name, you're going to wish that you took these precautions. So just take them now. 17. Now, when it comes to phishing emails, there used to be a time when you could see that it was junk straight off the bat. There were words misspelled or the logo looked different, but these scammers are getting more sophisticated and it can be hard to tell what the difference is between a genuine email and a scam one. 
One way to check is to see which email address it's coming from. It might look legit or it's going to look like junk. But either way, be cautious. If it looks suspicious, delete it. If it's asking you to click a link to check out or log in, delete it. Tip 18, scammers have also started sending text or WhatsApp messages with job offers in them or you get a call and it's an automated message telling you that you need to pay something or you're behind in your taxes and facing jail time, just delete it and hang up and move on with your life. Think of all these scammers as someone standing and knocking at your door. You need to think very carefully about who you open the door for. Number 19, now all of this stuff we've talked about when it comes to clicking on links, that all applies to clicking on attachments too. By opening an attachment, you could be allowing spyware onto your device. So be careful about the attachments that you open, no matter who they come from. And lucky last tip number 20 for you today is to be really critical with the people that you're meeting online. This is a huge one because we all know that the Nigerian prince doesn't need help anymore, but there is a rise in cases of people who are being scammed through online dating. I'm not saying that all the people you meet that way are out to get you. My hubby and I actually met online back in the day, but there are some bad seeds out there. If someone is asking you for financial help in the early stages of dating, consider that a red flag and be really cautious. This is actually a really important topic, so I'm going to be doing a full episode on this coming up as well. And that's all I have for you girls on fire today. My challenge for you this week is to start implementing some of these tips in your digital life. On the next episode, we're talking about different definitions of fire and how your fire can look different from everyone else's. It's going to be really interesting, so you're definitely not going to want to miss it. Don't forget to rate and review this podcast at papermoneyco.com forward slash podcast review. It really helps me figure out whether you're enjoying this content and learning from it. Reviews help me improve my content so that the episodes get better and better, and they help other women out in the internet wilderness come and find us as well. It's also a really great way to support this show. It's totally free, and I love reading your reviews. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or found it interesting, then spread the love and share it with your friends. And remember, when you're in control of your money, you're in control of your life.